0: Sports Radio six ten presents the
1: drive with Sterner and Hughley. It's the five o'clock fire, brought to you by Regions Bank. Ah, it is five o'clock. Congratulations. Hopefully, you're off work. Luckily for you, old dirty show and T. Mill have the latest. And the latest is the big news of the day here in Houston. As we find out uh, before our show that Lance McCullers Jr. As we know, had an injury last week. He said he felt soreness in his elbow after he pitched his first bullpen session. And um, and they were looking at it. <clears throat> Many people felt positive just day-to-day. I believe um, Dana Brown, the general manager, said he's day-to-day. No alarms going off is what he said two days ago. Well, Lance is going to uh, not be ready for opening day with a muscle strain, no structural damage, the MRI revealed, but he will be. Uh, He'll be out for opening day, at least the start of the season. This was Lance uh, talking about how uh, difficult the last couple of days have been and what he's got to look forward to when it comes to rehab.
0: But I'm not going to lie, it's been, a, uh, it's, been a, it's been a rough couple days just, you know, having to come to the reality that I'm not going to be able to be a part of the team to, you know, open the season, and then I'm going to have to undergo another rehab. So um, when the one thing that you're great at, you're not able to do, you know, because the, the vessel you
1: do it through, which is my body, sometimes won't let me. I think that's a very tough process, and sometimes you can feel like you're on a little bit of a, you know, hamster wheel at times. But overall, everything, everything is good, and the MRI uh, makes me feel very confident. You know, I, I will say, man, for for him, Clint Lance, I don't know what he's doing. I, I think there should be a look at whatever his his off his workouts are, his off season stuff, what he's doing. Maybe needs to relook at that because this is now multiple years that he has started the season like that, or he's having elbow soreness. But I can I can I can bet it's very frustrating for him, Clint, because he's not like he doesn't <laughs> seem like a guy that's you know purposely. You know, not, not putting himself in the best position possible. This has to be really frustrating for him, and I'm guessing he probably works hard during the offseason to keep his body in a certain space. And now this is two years in a row, three times you could you could say over the last year and a half or so that he's had this come back on him. So I will say this must be frustrating for him because I don't think you could you could look at Lance and say he ain't He's not putting himself in the right positions to get ready. Well, I mean, if
0: he is, he's one On of the purpose. he's one of the biggest fake hustles in Houston, right? right? I mean, if yeah. he is not, look, I, I, Lance strikes me as as a guy McCullers he is a guy that that works his ass off, takes his 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 uh, craft very very seriously, his health very seriously. Um, he, he just happens to be a guy that appears to be um, injury prone. Now, look, I, I don't know any of that to be true. I don't know the guy myself. I know that that's just how. That's that's what I would bet on, on 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 Lance McCullers. He just happens to be an injury-prone uh, pitcher, and and uh, you're putting a ton of torque on your arm. I mean, we, we should be less surprised when guys are injured, and, and more surprised with how many guys can can actually stay healthy. If we're being completely honest, with the torque these guys uh, put on on their elbows and on their shoulders, and uh, it, it's it's crazy. But uh, you know, when you look at the Lance McCullers thing, man, for for me, it, it's It's unfortunate for him, but it it hits different for me as an Astros fan. It hits different in 2023. There's no Justin Verlander. There's no Zach Greinke. There's no Garrett Cole. There's there's you know this is a year where the Astros really need their top guys to to be healthy and produce so that they can. Have a chance to repeat. Last year, the pitching staff carried them. Last year, the starting rotation was absolutely lights out. Absolutely, right? Yeah. You without lose, him? You, yeah, you lose Justin Verlander, and now it's it's more important for the pieces that are still here to take the next step. And with McCullers, there's, it's not about doing something you've never done. It's about staying healthy and playing a more prominent role throughout a 162 game season. Being available then, as well as being available in the playoffs, and it just looks like he's he doesn't have that in the tank for the Astros, and it looks like it's it's bit him again this year. And so again, unfortunate for him. It hits different this year because JV's not here. Um, but I'd, I'd be lying if I told you I was shocked or surprised by what no, we're what we're no. dealing with.
1: No, I, and and we, we saw it when he first when we first heard about it, heard that he was being. Shut down. He wasn't going to throw for it. was a couple of days then. Yeah. We both, all three of us, looked at each other and was like, hmm, "Okay, all right, let's see how long this actually is." He's sore, and no surprise here that he's going to be he's going to be yeah. out sometime. Well,
0: well, look with, with this Lance McCullers injury, there's there's one thing that becomes an absolute priority and and one of the biggest storylines with the Houston Astros, and that's Hunter Brown. He was in line to be the fifth or sixth starter in a six-man rotation. And the closer you get to playoff time, the fewer starters that you need. And so there wasn't there was wasn't a significant level of importance that he really comes into his own as a starter with the Houston Astros. With this particular Lance McCullers injury, it is, it is Hunter Brown time. All eyes are on Hunter Brown. Hunter Brown's got to pull up his bootstraps. And, and and make it happen. Now there's no there's no time to be patient. Hunter Brown, it's his time, and I'm here for uh, you know th- those starts that Hunter Brown uh, actually gets. I, I, I just whether he's ready or not is irrelevant. It, it, it is 100% time for Hunter Brown to step up and 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 not be a rookie.
1: And until then, we'll we'll keep our eye on the updates and and actually see when Lance will actually return. Uh, to, to the lineup. He's saying he's hoping he can, can throw 160 innings this year. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'd be very surprised if he reaches that.
0: I, I, look, I mean, here, here's the deal. Whether, regardless of what Lance McCullers can or can't do, the bigger question show, right, is can Hunter Brown, can Hunter Brown throw that many innings? Can Can Hunter Brown... Somebody. Can, can Hunter Brown sustain what we saw last year, from from just being absolutely electric, the times that that this he that he touched the mound, can he sustain that over 162 games? And when he gets through 162 games, is he ready for the playoffs? Because this year it's not going to be in a relief role. It's not going to be a hey, we, we may use you, we may not. I gotta believe it's going to be in the starting rotation. He's going to be a, a key factor come come playoff time. Maybe I'm putting the cart before the horse with this. But that's got to be the mindset of the Astros moving forward with this most recent news to Lance McCullers.
1: Certainly has the opportunity. Five o'clock fire. All right, this is a story we've been following all day since even before the show started, and this is now the top story on ESPN's uh, uh, their website. Uh, Clint, and we've been at, we've been wondering. Alabama says Brandon Miller will play tonight against South Carolina. If you're unfamiliar with the story. Alabama freshman Brandon Miller will play Wednesday night against South Carolina on the road. Uh, The school announces about three and a half hours before tip-off, despite Tuscaloosa police testifying a day earlier that the star forward brought a now former teammate, the handgun used to kill a woman in January. Uh, Alabama athletics continue to cooperate fully. With law enforcement in the ongoing investigation of this tragic situation, Alabama said in a statement based on all the information we have received, Brandon Miller is not considered a suspect in this case, only uh, a cooperative witness. Today's statement from Brandon's lawyer adds additional context to that. I've also read the statement from the lawyer and um, still within the statement of the lawyer, it does say... That he was the one that brought the firearm uh, to the to the scene. He brought the firearm that was his teammates in his teammates' name legally, but obviously not legal for him to have. Brandon Miller brought it to the scene and then never touched the firearm, is what his his attorney is saying. But left the firearm in a place in which Miles, his ex teammate, went and grabbed the firearm, and then the other uh, person with him committed the crime and that he was there. I to me, I, I still I see uh, he's playing tonight. I do not agree with this decision at all. When I say it out loud to myself, he had a weapon, a gun that he was not legally able to carry that he carried, that he carried to the scene in which a homicide was committed with the gun that he brought to the scene. Now he didn't touch it, but it was taken from his vehicle and then used and he was there at the scene to me, yes, that deserves some level of consequence or something to sit down where we're looking at, hey, we got to look at this before he continues to represent the University of Alabama. That's my opinion.
0: Show, I, I've, I've read the details, and if the details are accurate, I don't know how, to be completely honest with you, I don't know how he hadn't been arrested, much less how he's still playing basketball and how a, a, a program, a university um, – uh, an athletic director a head coach how those guys are deciding to at this point at this point i don't know how they were doing it before it would be, it, it was made public knowledge the cuz they apparently too. knew about it and let him play anyway but now that it's public knowledge i don't know how a group of adults in the room i don't know how they get together and go yeah we're going to trot this kid out here anyway with the 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 um the climate of around the Alabama basketball program, around this kid in particular, I don't know how you're going to take him on the road and put him in an arena with an opposing team's fan base, filling in the, the, the arena, and expose this kid to, to that. Expose your program to that kind of of negativity, if you will. I, I don't think any of it makes sense. I don't know how the Alabama decision-makers – or allowing him to play. And it's not about allowing him to – I mean, I think it's – I think they owe it You're to the – If I were the kid's dad, I'd pull him off the court. I'd say, yeah, he's not playing. He's, he's not going somewhere and playing basketball with this going on in his personal life. One game is not that important. We'll get these details figured out and we'll move forward accordingly, especially in the game of basketball. We got guys that sit out a whole damn year and it doesn't hurt their game. A, a, a game in this instance – is, is a no-brainer in my opinion.
1: I, I, yeah, I'm not accusing Brandon Miller of anything. I don't know uh, it, it, what what we – all I know is what we do know. And to me, when I say it out loud, at that point, that especially with the text messages that have been reported to be released and combined with what happened and especially the tragic situation that ended in this situation, I think this is at least an indefinite suspension to me to, to – uh, at, at this point, uh, at least well, well, until so you get things sorted out. Yeah, at uh, least I mean, that. show
0: it's, it's, but it's almost like just protect the kid. I mean, I, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, like, I'm not, it's, it's not about well, someone he,
1: uh, just texted. Him, what did he do illegal? Well, he carried a gun I that was he, not, he, he no, got, he, off, got he, a, he carried a gun that was not in his I name. Yes, but but none did. of us here are putting but him in a nothing. jail cell. No, but, but when we say, what did he do illegal? Like that, like that is illegal. You're, he had, a, he had a, he had, he had possession of a, of a firearm that was what? not. It's. I mean, if you
0: read to, the reports, if, if you're, you're looking lo- for something, if that you, you look- read the reports of the text messages that were exchanged, unless those reports are doctored, it is very clear. The guy's saying, I need that gun. Bring me my gun. He put it in his car, brought it to the scene, told the guy where he could find the gun. The guy went and got the gun and that gun was then pretty quickly used while brandon was still on the scene used to to shoot at a vehicle that killed somebody like I I, killed a 23 like, year old mother they dude, couch it however you want to couch it a kid that that, that was involved to that degree should not be playing basketball at, at
1: right le- now at least <laughs> i mean at least indefinite suspension and at, at, at least i'm not i'm not throwing him in jail i'm not giving up on the kid but that, that those decisions and then what happened like to me, that that's a hard one to think. All right, man, we got we're gonna we're gonna put him out here to represent Alabama right now. Ooh. And I said it before, and I'll say it right now: if I if that kid wasn't the best freshman in college in college basketball, and the main number one reason that they are the number two team in the country, I think he would be sitting. That's just me personal. I could be dead wrong. You could be saying, "Show, oh, you don't know that." I'm just t- I'm just telling you from the history of, of sports and what I've watched. If that man was a was a seventh guy off the bench, I don't think he'd be walking into South Carolina playing. Today. Yeah, we
0: we wouldn't be needing that I, distraction. First,
1: that's me. Now, I may be wrong. I'm not saying 100 percent right on that.
0: Five o'clock fire.
1: All right, in the division, Clint, the Titans, the Tennessee Titans are making a lot of moves to get under the cap. They've made four moves today that uh, saved them or opened up 42.2 plus million dollars in cap space off the books. Uh, for 2023, including this move, Clint, that caught your uh, your eye. Zach Cunningham, the linebacker yeah. who was uh, here with the Texans, who Bill O'Brien and Jack Easterby and company signed to a new deal. And, I, and I'll and i say this right now. When he signed the deal, I didn't have an issue with it. I know we've, we've talked a lot about the bad deals. I didn't have an issue with the deal. Obviously, it didn't work out. Um, but I, I thought he was an ascending linebacker that deserved to, to get paid but now that he is open there and he's and he potentially is available, Clint, you think at least that should be somebody the Texans are looking at?
0: Well, I mean, I think I think it's an op. This team, this Texans team, needs a lot of help, and they need talent infused into this roster in a big, big way. I'll argue that that the top two positions that they need talent in a big, big way is defensive line and linebacker. And I'm not talking about one or two guys. I'm talking about four or five guys. And so when a guy like Zach Cunningham comes available, it's not about boy, we're gonna we're just gonna spend a bunch of money on Zach and we're gonna we're gonna expect Zach to come in here and be this superstar. No, Zach is a, is an immediate upgrade to anybody not named Christian Harris in this linebacker room right now. And you need to have an immediate upgrade. To anybody other than Christian Harris, you need to do that about four or five times for this linebacker crew to to, to really move the needle the way that I think D'Amico Rhines wants his linebackers to play. And, and I'm not saying Zach's the guy. I'm saying when veterans like this that we know can play at that level, that Zach Cunningham can, we know Zach can 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 get downhill. We know he can play sideline to sideline. We know he's an upgrade here. I know people talked about and you know missing tackles here. Hell, people talk about Jalen Petrie missing too many tackles. Him in coverage, I, is I mean, big mean, co- with him, yeah, yeah. I, like I get it, but he's an he's an upgrade over anybody not named Christian Harris in this in this linebacker crew. And so when guys like this come available, absolutely, I'm going to be I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to expect the Texans to at least flip a flip the stone for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, we'll we'll see on that. I, I, I listen, they got one linebacker, like really, like one linebacker that you think, all right, this is a guy that they could be a starter right now. The rest are, are special team guys, so they can't fill them all in the draft. Yeah. So yeah. They, it, it's got to at least be a thought. All right, coming up, there is a there's something happening in the NFL that I think most Texans fans are just refusing to look at. Because they don't want this to be them. We'll discuss that next.
0: Sports Radio Six Ten
1: presents the Drive with Sterner and Hubley. I wanna, uh, I wanna let you hear something. I wanna let you hear a little something, uh, Clint. This is uh All right, Di- where you got? Diana Rossini, ESPN. Uh, we know about the quarterback situation. Derek Carr is becoming a hot. Commodity. We've heard about him with the Saints, and we know he was visiting uh, with the uh, the Jets as they were giving their pitch uh, to the nine-year vet, former uh, Oakland slash Vegas Raider. This was Diana Rossini speaking about the Jets and their pitch for Derek Carr.
0: They ran through top to bottom of why Derek Carr can step in here and take this team not just to the playoffs, but to the Super Bowl. And they made it really personal, too. They said, we believe if you come to New York and win, you could be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh, boy. Look, first I, ballot, baby. No, 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 no. Di- Diana, like, you, that's, that's when you look at him and, and you go, hey, hey, do y'all really want me to report that? Boy, that escalated quick. Like, are are you? I mean, think about
1: that. What, I would, I would be forcing a name. I need a name. I need to be able to put a name. <laughs> I,
0: I, I, yeah, I can't even report that and let people think I made that up. I need a name. Like, here, here's the thing: is you, you can't. Like, Derek Carr would have to go have to have a four year run that's better than anything Pat Mahomes has put on the field. I mean, he would have to have a four year run, multiple Super Bowl appearances, and multiple Super Bowl wins in order to be a first ballot. And he'd of have famous. to do what Pat's done. Yeah.
1: Five years, two MVP, the next five years, he went two MVPs, went two Super Bowl MVPs. Fair. Yeah, that'll work. Yep. Like right now, it's To is be Staff- a first ballot Hall of Famer. Is
0: Stafford Absolutely. even a Hall of Famer to you right now? I probably. I would have to you look it You think since up. he won the ring? Well, I know I, I, he put up a lot of numbers he, in he Detroit. He ended up winning a ring, and the numbers I think were through the roof when he was in Detroit. I, I don't know, but like you should, statistically, I think he's going to be up there with the, the best of all time, and, and he won a Super Bowl. So Maybe. But he ain't yeah. first ballot. No, I mean it, it's a conversation. But that's, just, we have, but that's yeah. a gauge. I'm
1: saying like, like, he just go in there, goes to the Jets and just wins one. And he'll be like, oh, that's I don't what I'm think. saying
0: you you got to do you got to do something like that we've seen done by by nobody other than Pat Mahomes. If we're being completely honest, I mean, because I don't e- I don't even know. Yeah, I, I guess you know, you'd be a, if he goes up there and wins two Super Bowls, you know, just kind of managing his way through the game and 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 kind of more along the lines of Tom Brady and the thing instead of carrying the team. I think it's, I think he still would be a first battle Hall of Famer, but it would take a four or five year run that that only we've seen Pat Mahomes do. If we're being completely honest, yeah. So I, I mean, that's my here is my thing. Show is you know how I am with these Jets. When when I when I hear and I'll, I'll be honest with you, I don't know how this doesn't make more people in Houston nervous.
1: Oh, you know how?
0: Well, uh, look, I'm just being anything that happens with the Jets is 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 Possible to happen here in Houston? You're talking. I mean, it is it's the it, most comparable situation. To no what the question Texans about are in it. Right no now. question about it. And and you can even argue that 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 Robert Sala was in a better position, took over a team, a roster with more significantly more talent. I think on the defensive side of the football than Demico Rines did. But you got Demico Rines and Robert Sala two years apart. Two years in well, a row, they
1: both had multiple first-round picks. Great
0: defensive coordinators San Francisco 49ers leave to take over as a head coach with rebuilding franchises that that have to hire an offensive staff, that have to draft a quarterback, and and ultimately have to to, to get their team back to a competitive level in the division and then hopefully go on to win Super Bowls and and, and compete in the playoffs and, and, and compete for Super Bowls. And so Robert Sala is two years ahead – of D'Amico, Rines. Robert Sala has done a hell of a job. His defense is really, really, really good. They've drafted well. Hell, they had they had the offensive and defensive rookie of the year this year that they drafted in last season's draft. That they, they they are they are on the fringe of of being a playoff team. They're 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 right there with a lot of good things going on. They missed on the quarterback, like swung and whiffed on the quarterback. Possibly, maybe I'm putting the cart before the horse here, but I think I think Zach Wilson's days in, in New York are over. Uh, they fired their offensive coordinator, who, by the way, their offensive coordinator held the exact title that Bobby Slowick held that the Texans just hired before he went to the New York Jets. So the, their belief of, of a defensive coordinator hiring out of that San Francisco Kyle Shanahan Kubiak system, if you will, um, they they the, the blueprint is the exact same for the Texans as it is for the Jets. So when something happens with the Jets, I'm going to draw a parallel. I, 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 sorry. It's going to happen. Well, I think it's fair. I, I, I'll sit here and tell you that I think Robert Sala was a great hire. I think Robert Sala is a good head coach. I think Robert Sala has done what, when he when he was hired. They knew he was a great defensive mind. I think you can look at what the New York Jets have done, and you can say, "Yep, Robert Robert is is living up to the bill." The problem is, is that unknown on the offensive side of the football. Same, same concern that I have right here in Houston with a a blueprint that's being that's being executed damn near to the to the T of what the New York Jets rolled out. And when something happens in New York, it scares the hell out of me with what's going on in Houston. And we've seen they've swung and missed on a quarterback who's probably done. They fired an offensive coordinator. They've brought in guys that that were integral parts of two of the worst offenses that we've seen in 2022 to be their offensive coordinator and their passing game coordinator. They're pursuing Aaron Rodgers, who's a long shot, who's, who's off in the darkness somewhere, and they're courting Derek, Derek Carr. And not only are they courting him, which I don't blame him, I would too. They're telling – that somebody in that organization is blowing smoke up his tail telling him that, that if he does what they think he can do, he could be a first ballot Hall of Famer. That – he that, can't play dead in a horror movie. What's going on in New York on the offensive side of the football is laughable. And it's my it's my biggest fear of of what the Texans' blueprint, what they're trying to execute here. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I, I I love the D'Amico Ryan's hire. I'm not not saying that it's going to be a mess, but it is damn sure a possibility based off of what we've seen most recently, which is the New York Jets.
1: But I, I think the part, like to lay it down to what you're saying is, like they are like – if, you are, if you're trying to look at, all right, what's the closest thing we've had? To lay it down, as you're saying, man, the Jets, they had two years in a row where they had two first-round picks, just like the Texans. They had the number two pick that year. They drafted their quarterback and Zach Wilson, just like the Texans had the number two pick right now. They are bringing, they brought in Mike LaFleur, uh, who was the passing game coordinator for The San Francisco 49ers and had worked with Robert Sala on that staff. They brought him over to be the offensive coordinator. The Texans have brought over Bobby Slowick, who is the passing game coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers, and worked with D'Amico Ryan's for years as their offensive coordinator. Like it lines up, guys who both were defensive coordinators of those great defenses. It lines up a lot. The Jets had a really young offensive coaching staff that he turned it over to, and it looks like that's what it's shaping up to be for the San Francisco forty I mean for the, the Texans with what they've done grabbing the guys from the 49ers. Clint, I think people don't want to put their mind in that place because right now, which is very understandable, everyone is excited and happy about this, and now you feel so good about your your team and your franchise that is going in the right direction. And people don't want to look at that. People want to look at the other examples of people who have worked out well out of that tree offensively. But it is hard not to look over there and at least say, boy, I hope D'Amico and Nick can come at this better with their offensive staff and their players and the guys they select than Joe Douglas, the GM in, in New York, and Robert Sala. Because what is scary is, okay, they whiffed on the quarterback and they whiffed on the offensive coach and staff. But then they brought in Nathaniel Hackett, who who who, who Come on. many people believe Russ's career is over after he got a hold of him and had the worst, the lowest scoring offense in the league with weapons. And then they brought in over Downing, who was the offensive coordinator and pat or the offensive uh coordinator and passing coach or passing coordinator for the Titans. They got one of the worst passing games in football last year. They brought those guys over to try to get Derek Carr and to try to get Aaron Rodgers. You just hope that they don't keep making, like, that the decisions to the offensive staff don't go in that route. I am hoping that D'Amico and Nick are better suited to make decisions than what those guys are. But, Clint, it is hard not to look over there and see the parallels. It is hard not to look over there and see that, boy, that looks a lot like what the Texans could have in front of them. All right, coming up. We talked about the Lance McCullers thing, but the number one of the big things for me that I took away from it, which makes me concerned even more moving forward with the Astros. We'll discuss that next. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. This person who just te- te- texted in, you guys are like paid trollers. Uh, please tell me, where's the troll job? Like, you, that, that's what I'm saying. That's what I was saying to you, man. You know, people don't want to do this. They don't want to hear, hear like, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, what Clint is saying is very, I mean, it, there's nothing to dispute, right? And and nowhere did he say, like, Bobby Slowick is going to suck or that the, the Texans' offense is going to, to end up like the Jets. But it is hard not to look at the parallels and how similar the Jets have started their situation and the Texans are starting their situation. do little troll job.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're all positive right now about where the Texans are hiring D'Amico. I, I would say all three of us are very excited about the upcoming season, the draft, and what I, have you. But but let's not act like it's been roses and,
1: and just merry go rounds and, and, and greatness from the Texans for the last few years. And and Clint, I and I will tell you right now, as somebody who covers this team, I will take seven wins in two years. And being in the and being in playoff contention up until the final two or three weeks of the season, and and and, and having a guy like Sauce Gardner that you didn't didn't drafted and drafted, like I'll take that. But like in a couple of years, like if you have to, if if it runs, just just showing how it ran offense on the offensive side of it, and how similar these two are. They literally they are hiring the same. They're, they're different people with the same positions. Like, everything is so similar. That That's a fair thing. That's a fair thing. Now, you could be one that looks at uh, Mike McDaniel and, and compare that, but I don't think that's very comparable because Tyreek Hill is not walking through that door. Jalen Waddell is not walking through that door. Hell too, is not walking through that door right now. So, I mean, you can you can look at it like that,
0: but. Well, you, you, I'm not going to waste the energy to to. Uh, oh come on, waste th- it! I'm man. just going to tell you, I, I'm, I'm not going to waste my energy responding to someone I talking about trolling. I, look, the la- look, I know it's popular in this business. It's popular in the media. Hell, it's popular in our world on social media by folks that don't even get paid to do it. But I'm going to tell you one thing: I, I don't do is is I don't troll. I don't say I don't say almost cussed right there. I don't say things just to to get a rise. It ain't it ain't in my it ain't in my makeup. I mean, at the end of the day. I watch what's going on with the New York Jets, good and bad, good and bad. And I'll acknowledge good and bad. And I'm going to draw parallels to what the future could look like in Houston. There's too many similarities from jump to not draw parallels between the two. Anybody that's not worried about the offensive staff and what the Texans are going to do offensively. Just let it out. Anybody that sits here and tells you they have no concerns – in my opinion,
1: let it out is lying to themselves, lying, and the truth ain't in you.
0: Yeah, I mean, there may be some people that are like, hey, look, let's let's let it all let's let it all play out. Okay, that's cool. Maybe it's just real optimism. But anybody that walks in the door is like, hell yeah, I'm stoked about this. I'm stoked about. This. Come on, man. I mean, about you, what?
1: Like you can't feel as good about the offense as you do about the defense. Like the but potential of the defense there's, there's, with the There's
0: nothing to. Legitimately sink your claws into to feel better. Like I mean, you 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 can't. You're not gonna like, the, the, just the blind faith of like, boy, pulling somebody out of Shanahan's system. It worked for Mike. It worked over here. Okay, that's fine. That's blind, right? The, to me, I I can't latch on to that, right? Bobby Slowick and 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 the you know his upbringing, if you will, and how much time he spent. On both sides of the football, that's not. I had somebody hit me up the other day, show and talk about. Oh, defensive coordinators, and I know this didn't Bobby Sloak. I'm just, I'm just talking about people responding. Defensive coordinators watch film every day, all day. You can't tell me they don't know offensive football. Yeah, but I'm talking about game plan. I'm talking about play design. I'm talking about calling plays in the moment. I'm like talking about my, like, Matt, talking, tr- like I, Matt, Patricia. Yeah, that's, no, that's actually who the conversation was about. But but it's like, like 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 that's not something that you just wake up one day and you're great at like like it's it, i don't know man i just to 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 think that there's not a level of like man this offensive staff doesn't have any doesn't have much experience man this is this is a this is going to be it's going to be fun to watch i'm here for it i love people getting opportunities to do something they've never done before but at the same time i can acknowledge there's you got to stop watching the jets
1: you got to stop looking at the
0: jets fair we can be optimistic Injection. about the Texans and also be real well, at the same I, yeah, time. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just here to tell you I'm not trolling. I'm not I'm I'm not going to say anything to get a rise out of anybody. Um, I mean I, I just don't know. I, I it ain't in my it ain't in my makeup. Show may do that. Show may give you one of those. See but I'm know, not
1: Tyler. just got him to do it. Also, what? I'm not. I'm not going to waste any energy. <laughs> then he went ahead and just wasted three and a half minutes worth of energy.
0: Yeah, my bad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You. Just the, the uh, little orchestrator moving, pushing those little men, got him in there. That always does it right there. My favorite text of the day, somebody texted in the two eight one and said, Hell, I guess I'm lying then.
0: Guess I'm lying. What does that mean? <laughs>
1: when you said anybody who's coming in here and not thinking, hey, it's gonna be great with this
0: offense. Oh, man.
1: You're lying to yourself. That man said, I guess I'm lying. Yeah, you're I mean no well,
0: no no no, I mean, like what is it? Like, what are like, – I'm dead serious. I, I like, think
1: it's the belief in the system and what has been done. And what Kyle been didn't – co-
0: Kyle ain't coming with Bobby. I know. Or Debo. Uh, uh, Debo ain't coming. Christian McCaffrey ain't coming. Trent Williams ain't coming. Where are they? George, George Kittle ain't coming. Right? I mean, I, look, at the end of the day, Jimmy Garoppolo ain't coming. Hell, for that matter, what's the kid's name that broke his damn elbow?
1: Yeah, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. By the way, he's getting ready to get one get in March. Uh, Brock,
0: Brock Purdy ain't coming. Brandon Ayuk, maybe he is. Yeah, I mean, like, I, yeah, I, I just, I don't, I just don't know. I mean, you're lying to yourself if you're overconfident in in in, in this in this particular staff. Hey, let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. I'm, I'm down with that, but
1: I feel like you're you're almost
0: you're nervous. I am. I am nervous. I, I, I yeah. I don't know how you're not. Yeah. No, I... Yeah,
1: I certainly don't believe like like confident like I, I feel pretty good like this defense is gonna take steps. I feel pretty good the fact that this defense is gonna take steps. I think they've already got yeah. they've already got a start over there in some spaces. I think D'Amico will improve it held just by the system. And I think they'll bring in guys. The offense, I mean, I just don't I don't know. I mean, they got they got they got Damian Pierce. They've got Laramie Tunzel. I mean, you know, outside of that, there's not a lot of difference makers on well, the team, and I don't, and I just don't know what Bobby look,
0: is. Look, if if somebody has confidence that, like, I I I could sit here and and like legitimately have a conversation with somebody and and uh, agree to a certain extent of, I think it's going to be significantly better. I, I think you you bring you bring these guys in here that have been a part of a a system that's not only been competent but but been on the cutting edge for an extended period of time, and it's the way they do business. I I believe the Texans are going to do better. But it ain't going to take much to be better. Like, it's not going to take a whole hell of a lot to be more creative. It's not going to take a whole hell of a lot to to feel. Like, for Nick Casario, like, I think Nick Casario – will be significantly better. He's got draft capital. I think he'll be significantly better at drafting guys that D'Amico Rines and Bobby Slowick want and can use. Thanks, guys. Appreciate yeah, it. No problem, Nick. I, I, look, I think I think all of that can be the case. But if if we're all looking at this, like I think D'Amico Rines could be a head coach to put you consistently in the playoffs and potentially go win you, win you a Super Bowl. right? With what he does and what I think the caliber court, uh, head coach he's going to be. But he's got to get that offense right. He's got to get that offense right. In the two biggest positions, his quarterback we can, he ain't got and Bobby Sloak we know nothing about.
1: And and to be honest, like with Robert Sala, I think Robert has shown that he is hes a head coach. Like he is not just a head coach by title, but like you can tell he commands a team. He is, as what they say, a leader of men. And we see what he's implemented with the defensive side of it. But now they're to a point where they're hiring coaches to try to lure – Veteran quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers and and Derek Carr because that's what they feel is the yeah. answer. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. is their answer. So, yep, yeah. that's a that's one to look at. So uh, coming up, Texans all access behind us. They're going to look at uh look at the Texans running backs. We know Rock Damian and Pierce and is roll. there. Thank Meow. You. A little combine preview as well. And following that, the best of today with T Mill and Clint. I, I I'm looking at it. The story of the day here uh, with, with the with the Astros. Lance McCullers being uh being uh being uh, diagnosed with a, a muscle strain there with the uh with the elbow and he's not going to be ready for opening day. I'm going to tell you immediately one of the first thoughts of mine that makes me nervous is I'm really keeping my eyes open with
0: Yordan Alvarez. Oh, you're on to Yordan. I I
1: well, I'm, I'm just I'm I'm keeping my eyes open with the severity of this hand issue. Because, like, what did they say about what did they say about Lance's his his elbow? He's when, sore. When we first heard it, just sore day to day.
0: Are you concerned? Not, not really.
1: Not not a big deal. Not well, really. No, not really. Dana Brown, the GM, came out and said he's day to day. Our alarms aren't going off. It's the same thing that they were saying about Yordan. Just like your, just like Lance, this is an injury that lingered last year for Yordan. Linger. Like, I, I am, me, like, like I'm keeping a strong eye. What do they say? He's not going to swing the bat for for a couple of days.
0: Yeah, I think Jordan himself, through his translator, Jordan said he was aiming out. for a couple of days.
1: I'm not saying that is that this is, like, Jordan's more hurt. I'm not saying that. I don't know what he is. I'll tell you right now, I don't trust that it's just, I don't 100% blindly just trust that, Nah, man, he's good. Just day to day, just precaution. Okay, into, man. Into, no, okay, man, my ass. Until I see him out there. Like I don't, I don't, I don't trust that. So I am, I am watching and waiting for updates on your Don Alvarez daily. Because what this, updates would you like? I would like to. I would like truthful ones. Is what I would like, Johnny Dusty Baker. That like that's, <laughs>
0: that's, that's a that's bad th- situation.
1: That is making me me nervous because it's one thing yeah. like you can. The, the, the Astros can, can kind of deal with time with this pitching staff. You feel like Hunter Brown could kind of carry, and then at least I know from a standpoint, like I feel like I know what I'm going to get from Rikidi. I know what I'm going to get from Garcia. Maybe it ain't spectacular, but I feel like those are guys that are rotation guys. Man, you start talking about Yordan having a setback or something or missing some time in that lineup, that completely, and the lineup is stronger, that completely changes. Mix is all nervous. Everything. I just, and I and listen, the Astros have done this to me. It's you all. The Astros have done this with what they do and how they come out with injury concerns and oh, not a big deal, not, not nothing and then it turns out somebody is out. So I, I I am I am desperately watching and concerned about what is happening with Jordan Alvarez in this hand. I'm I just don't I know I'm you're not. not. I'll be I know you're not. You. I'm be honest with
0: you. I am not I'm not overly concerned. Look, Lance says something, it turns into longer period of time, it turns into into surgeries, it turns <laughs> into missing months. It's
1: say you're talking about you think Lance is going to have surgery.
0: Yordan talks about his hand, his knee, his, his his hand again, a concussion and then he comes back out there and he hits 400 that month. Yeah, I'm I'm just not I'm just not concerned at all about Jordan Alvarez. I know that's backwards. I know a lot of people. My man Sean Pendergast just texted me and said, hey, I've I, I just basically written off Lance Lance uh, McCullers. Hell, I, if, if, he's he's luxury every day, every year from now moving forward. Hey. Come on, Sean. Yeah, no, Mom. Easy, Mom. Easy, Mom. Sean does a good job now. Um, I, look, I, I just I should probably worry more about Jordan than I do Lance, but I don't.
1: Someone texted in, yeah, if you knew baseball, uh, you knew, uh, you know, Lance's elbow being sore was terrible news.
0: Uh, if you know baseball, guy, I love that guy. Oh, they're great, ain't they? What,
1: what, did you uh, did you listen to the show? Maybe did you hear me celebrating? No, I think they what? were. Actually,
0: I think they were actually siding.
1: Uh, if you know baseball, then you know what? Well, well, maybe I misread it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, just took it as a I don't know shot. if you misread it I, I or – I just took it as a shot. I took it as a if I you knew baseball. agreeing with was they – okay. If you I think – Read it took again. Read it, it, again, it, again, it as, let me as make, well, I can't see it. Yeah, it took it as – Yeah, but if you knew baseball, you know Lance's elbow being sore was terrible news.
0: Right. right. Which, which we agree with. That's, what, I, that's what I'm saying. It feels
1: like they're – so many people tell me every day that I don't know anything about baseball because I don't believe Yuli yeah. at forty, could be well, a utility. That,
0: that guy would be saying, "If I just, you knew baseball like Show does, then you yeah. knew the report." That's a <laughs> way to spend it. See there. In Show's defense, knew, most look, of the texts are usually I, I, if you knew baseball. Yeah.
1: We, so, I, but I'm gonna take it as they normally are. No, I know baseball. Now I do. Now you know. You know the Astros and their injury stuff. Would you be surprised if he if he had a pulled muscle somewhere in that in that hand or wrist? I wouldn't man. be. Hey. I wouldn't hey, be at show. all.
0: You better hurry up and get us up out of here, so your ass can get to bed, bath, and beyond, and get you a new round of towels for nah. the house. I got uh-huh? four more days with
1: this one. Come Just on, Day man. three, baby.
0: <laughs> Coming up, Texans all access behind it. Clint, great job
1: today. Tyler, great job as always. The best, of, great job as always. The best stuff today. Following Texans all access. Stay tuned for that. I am Ron, the show, Hughley, as always. Houston, we love you, baby. And I know it's gonna be.
0: Hey, what the hell is going on with Dom Capers in this
1: hair, Doug?
0: Your ass needs to hire somebody to help you. (laughs) What a day.